Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 129 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more of your ways. Help us learn more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Mark chapter 12. Jesus tells the parable of the vineyard that was planted and rented out to tenants. They didn't want to give the owner the fruit when it came time for the harvest. Similarly, the Pharisees didn't want to give up their crop of people they had tended, and they were planning Jesus' demise, the son of the real owner of Israel. Just as the tenants killed the heir to the vineyard, they would be looking to kill Jesus, the son. The Pharisees knew he was referring to them in this parable. Then Jesus tells us the great commandment in verse 30, which says, You shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart and out of and with your soul, your life, and out of and with all your mind, your faculty of thought and your moral understanding and out of and with all your strength. This is the first and principal commandment. Verse 31 says, the second is like it and is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. Yes, these. These are what the Lord asks of us. Let us turn our hearts to him today. Lastly, Jesus sees the widow who gives everything she has as an offering, literally everything she has to live on. I would bet to guess none of us has done this. We simply don't write a check that contains our entire monetary value to the church. She gave and she trusted. She trusted she would be taken care of by Almighty God. May we entrust more of ourselves, our worries, and our burdens to the one who takes care of all our needs. Well, we start a new book in the New Testament today, the book of James. James was a brother to Jesus. Remember when Jesus was sort of ostracized by his brothers? He offered them grace and told them their time of believing could happen any time for them. Well, James's time came, and we'll read his letters over the next few days. The theme of his writings is about moving faith into action by good works. He seems to be more interested in keeping with the law than Paul's letters, as we will also see. His first chapter is packed full of golden nuggets of wisdom we could read over and over again, and probably should. <laughs> it's interesting how James starts his first letter. He addressed this letter to the 12 tribes of Israel who scattered into the Gentile nations. He starts off encouraging us to be joyful when we are going through trials and temptations. He writes that it brings about endurance so our faith develops and matures. Verse 12 is underlined in my Bible and says, Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and had been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which is promised to those who love him. Let us stand strong, my friend. James also writes about wisdom. He tells us to ask for wisdom and God will give it to us and he will give it to us in abundance. He also tells us to ask for it with complete faith that God will give it to us. He writes about the word having the power to transform and save our souls. Let us continue in the word as we have been doing and allow it to change and save us. In verse 26, James writes about bridling the tongue because if we cannot control our speech, all our religious acts are for nothing. There is power in our words. We can pray that God will help us reign in our words and speak only good things for his purpose. Let's see what's happening in 1 Samuel chapter 25. We read that Samuel the prophet died. There is but one small paragraph about his death. Meanwhile, David was in the wilderness and was searching for food for himself and his army. 
He was aware of a rich man who had much to offer, but when approached, he wouldn't share anything with David's men. David planned to kill him and all his household because of his unwillingness to help him when David had protected this man's flocks and men from harm. He was on his way when he was met with this man's wife, who was more than generous and asked for forgiveness for her husband. David was most forgiving. When the woman told her husband all that had happened, he became sick and was dead within 10 days. God avenged David and his men. David sent for the woman and asked her to be his wife. This woman was a true servant. She was also very wise as she saved her household from certain death. She also saved David from sinning as he planned their demise. When the men who came to tell Abigail this news went to her home, she bowed down and asked to wash their feet. God blessed her service and her wisdom with a marriage to the future king. In chapter 26, Saul is after David once again. He brought an army of 3,000 men to find and kill him. David learned of the plan and found where Saul and his men were camped out. He went down into the camp at night and took Saul's spear in his water bottle to prove he could have killed him but chose not to. Then he approached the camp at a distance and showed them the spear in the water bottle. Saul was appeased as he saw that David would not kill him, even though he could have. David held fast to his belief that the Lord would not want him to take the life of his anointed king, even though the anointing was gone. Saul went back home and David went on his way. Again, David stayed away from his rightful kingdom for years. Psalm 129 is another psalm of descent and is sung on the 10th step leading up to the temple. They are singing about those who've enslaved the Israelites in the past. They sing about God's righteousness as he delivered them and they speak harshness against their enemies. The last verse gives praise to God for vindicating them. Let us pray. O Lord, help us seek you with our whole heart. May we be obedient to you in all we do. Bend our will to yours, Lord. May your grace be upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.